You're listening to Mystery Still Unsolved, a podcast where we discuss unsolved mysteries both past and present. I'm your host, Rochelle. Today, we will discuss the real men in black. And welcome back to Mystery Still Unsolved. It's so good to be back. And I've got to say, I'm so excited to talk about mysteries with you all for a bit. Last week's episode, if you haven't had a chance to listen to it, was one of my favorites to research and write. We covered four cases, many of which had updates. And some of those updates had you feeling up and then immediately left you feeling bummed out. So it was a unique episode to say the very least. Sorry I'm being a little bit vague about it. I just don't want to ruin it for anyone who hasn't had a chance to listen to it yet. But yeah, if you haven't taken a listen, I definitely would give it a shot. It's a little on the longer side since we do cover four episodes, but I promise you it's so, so worth it. If you want to make sure you never miss a single episode or you're new around here and you want to know more about me and the podcast, be sure to follow us on Instagram. Our account is at Mystery Still Unsolved. There you can share your ideas, theories, opinions on cases that we cover. You can DM me with case suggestions. I have been getting some really, really incredible suggestions lately that I am very excited to research and add to my calendar to share with you all. I love getting case suggestions from you. Um, They seriously have helped me so much to plan out my calendar. I think that my calendar is like booked out until like mid-June. So thank you. Thank you for sharing the suggestions with me. It saves me a lot of headache. And then I know that it's going to be a case that you guys are interested in as well. Many of the suggestions that I receive are about cases that I don't know anything about. So that's always exciting for me because I'm like really into the true crime world. So it can be a little bit difficult to find a case that I haven't heard about yet. But you guys have been sending me some really, really incredible ones. So thank you guys so much. Um, We also have a website, mysterystillunsolved.com. There you can listen to all my episodes. You can read some of the scripts with all the raw editor's notes and stuff. So if you're into that sort of thing, you can check that out. Um, Any big news that we have regarding the podcast will, of course, be posted there first as well. Today's case was actually a listener suggestion um, from Jen. Um, I don't know if she wants me to say her last name. I forgot to ask. So Jen you know who you are. I don't have to say your last name. You know. Um, Thank you so much for sending me the suggestion. Okay, so when I say men in black, what immediately comes to mind? Well, if you're anything like me, you remember the movie released in 1997 with Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. You remember the mind swiping and the giant alien cockroach man who was literally the most disgusting thing my seven-year-old eyes had ever seen. <laughs> Maybe that movie was, wasn't so great for a seven-year-old to watch, come to think of it. I must have had horrible parents. <laughs> Shout out to you, mom and dad. But did you know, because I certainly didn't, that the movie franchise Men in Black was loosely based on a comic book? And that that comic book was inspired by supposedly real-life encounters with mysterious men in black. Well, 
It's true. Since the 40s, there have been reports of mysterious men in black who visit two types of people. The first is those who have seen a UFO, and the second are those who research UFOs. But are these real-life men in black as charming as their Hollywood counterparts? Do they do the two-step like nobody's business? Eh, unfortunately, no. (laughs) The real-life men in black are typically described as wearing black suits. Okay, so that's on par with the movie. But they've also been described as cold, expressionless, sinister, and in some cases, almost inhuman. Sometimes they only threaten their targets, but other times it's believed that they even eliminate the most stubborn of witnesses in an attempt to keep them silent. They do always introduce themselves as belonging to a secret organization before sometimes producing a white card with a crest and the word security on it. The men often refer to each other by a number rather than by their names. They threaten and scare people into remaining silent about their UFO encounters and experiences or their research. Now that I've told you a bit of the basics about these mysterious men in black, I'm going to share with you a couple of my favorite stories that I came upon during my research of this secret, super secret organization. The first ever recorded encounter came from Harold Dahl in June 1947, so almost 100 years ago. In June 1947, Dahl took his family out on a fishing trip in the Puget Sound in Washington State. While there, he claims to have seen six donut-shaped disks um, flying in the sky. One of the ships exploded, and the debris fell all around him and on his boat, which ended up killing his dog and injuring his young son. Dahl reportedly took photos of his son's injuries and some of the wreckage that had fallen from the spaceship, and not soon after, he was visited by these men in black. He said that the man asked to see his photographs. When the men in black had only looked at them for a few moments, they returned the photos, but something was now incredibly wrong with the photographs. They had somehow been mysteriously fogged over and nothing of value was visible in those photographs anymore. The men in black told Dahl to no longer speak about this incident to anyone before promptly leaving. Many people believe that Dahl's story is a hoax, as the Air Force was called and asked to interview him. After hours and hours, almost like a full day of interrogation with no breaks or anything, um, finally Dahl recounted his story. And, I mean, yeah, that could mean that he was lying, but I also think that if you're going to put somebody through that many hours of interrogation without any sort of break... I mean, false confessions are a real thing, especially when you're sleep-deprived and hungry. So just take that with a grain of salt, I guess. The second encounter takes place in 1967 to a man named Robert Richardson in Toledo, Ohio. Robert claims that he was driving one night when he collided with a UFO. Upon impact, the unidentified object disappeared. Robert was able to find a single piece of debris that he believed belonged to the UFO and he took it home with him. About a week later, Robert says he was visited by two men in black suits. He said that the two men asked him for the metal that had been found at the crash site, but when Robert informed them that he had turned the metal piece in for laboratory testing, the men became extremely angry. They threatened him by saying, quote, If you want your wife to stay as pretty as she is, 
you'd better get that medal back, end quote. Robert said he never saw those men again, and he still has no idea how they even knew about the piece of debris, as he hadn't really told anyone besides his wife in the lab that he had sent the piece to. The next encounter happened in New Jersey in 1968. Jack Robinson, a UFO researcher, and his wife Mary were terrorized by a man in black who would stand across the street from their apartment building. After noticing the man standing outside their apartment for more than three days, they came home to find that their apartment had been rummaged through. Their friend Timothy Green Beckley, who they had told was, um, you know, they were being terrorized by a man in black outside of their apartment, decided to get a closer look, so he took a picture of the man. This is a rare instance of a reported men in black caught on camera. And of course, I will post this photo on our Instagram at mystery still unsolved. Shameless plug. The next few stories I'm going to share are much more bizarre and offer much weirder and stranger implications. So buckle up because the crazy train is about to depart the station. Are you ready? All right, let's go. On September 11, 1976, Dr. Herbert Hopkins, a doctor living in Maine at the time, was studying a UFO incident when he received a phone call from a man who identified himself as a representative of a New Jersey UFO organization. The man asked if Dr. Hopkins was alone. Uh, hello, red flag, red flag, red flag. And they asked if they could review UF research with one another. Dr. Hopkins agreed, and he hung up the phone. As he went to the front door to turn on the porch lights for his late-night visitor that would now be coming, the man was somehow already there. To us, this might not seem strange, because we live in a world and a time of cell phones, but this took place in 1976. No cell phones. Not even those super ginormous crappy ones that our parents used to wear on their belt buckle in the 90s so this by the standard of that day was incredibly incredibly bizarre but do you want to know something even more bizarre the way this man looked hopkins description of this man is the most horrifying yet but it is not unique in any way there have been many encounters with these men in black that have eerily similar descriptions this is simply the first of many so, Hopkins described the man as wearing a neatly tailored black suit. Ah, terrifying! Just kidding, that sounds fine. But he was also bald with no eyebrows or eyelashes. Hopkins continues by saying that the man had smooth, dead white plastic skin, which seemed almost doll-like in nature. This only made the ruby red color of the man's lips all the much more vibrant. The man's speech was expressionless and monotone, almost as if you were listening to a robot or a machine. Next, the mysterious man in black told Dr. Hopkins to take out a coin and said, watch the coin. After that, Hopkins claims it, quote, it, the coin, started to develop a silver color instead of being copper, and then the silver became bluish, and then the penny was getting quite fuzzy, out of focus, blurred, and then it was simply gone. It had slowly dematerialized, end quote. After that, Dr. Hopkins said the man in black ordered him to destroy all of his UFO research. So, 
Imagine if this encounter actually took place. It's so bizarre and so kooky that everybody that you told would either think you're a big fat liar or that you're legitimately crazy and need to go to an insane asylum. I'm not saying that it really happened. I mean, it's entirely possible that Dr. Hopkins is a big fat liar or he simply had too much to drink that night or was deliriously tired. But man, wouldn't it suck if it did really happen and then just no one could believe you because it was just too weird? This next encounter involves someone you might know, Dan Aykroyd. In January 2002, Dan Aykroyd was in New York. He had recently sold a television show called Out There to the Sci-Fi Network. Um, he believed that this show would break serious ground on a wide range of topics in the alien world. In the middle of conducting interviews with various media outlets about this very show, Dan stepped outside for a break. While outside, a dark black vehicle suddenly came out of nowhere. A large man dressed in black exited the vehicle and just stood there watching Dan from across the street. Suddenly, a large commercial truck came bounding down the street, and by the time that commercial truck passed, the car and the man had disappeared. Two hours later, after that encounter, Dan received a call from the network that had purchased the show. Without going into any details with him, the producers told Dan that they would, that they would be canceling the show and that it would never see airtime. But I saved one of the best encounters for last. On October 14, 2008, Shane Savar and an unnamed security guard who worked at a hotel outside of Niagara Falls, claimed that they saw a large dome-like UFO outside of their hotel late one night. A group called the Aerial Phenomenon Investigations Team looked into the incident. Um, a couple of weeks later, according to three other witnesses, they claimed that two unidentified men in black came to the hotel and began terrorizing the hotel staff as they desperately wanted to find Shane Sovar and the security guard, who lucky for them, happened to be like, that was their day off. When Shane returned to work the next day, his staff told him everything. He decided to review the security footage from the day before, and they actually caught the two men on tape. I'm going to post the footage on our Instagram account. Witnesses who saw the men described them as tall, wearing black suits, black hats, they said that they had identical faces, were pale with no eyebrows or eyelashes, just like we've heard in other stories. Um, but in this time, they said that they had abnormally large eyes. And so I want to know what they're talking here because I feel like I have abnormally large eyes. Were they like my eyes or were they bigger than that? One of the women who spoke with the men as they hounded her to get information about Savar said that she felt like the men knew what she was thinking. They were like kind of answering her questions the way that she was going to answer them before she even said it. They were like, where are the men? And then she would think like they're not here and he, they'd be like, oh, okay, so he's not here. Like, isn't that weird? Okay, so take a look at the video and let me know if you think this video is legit, like these really are the two men who terrorize the staff or if you think that the video is a hoax. Because of the quality of the video, it really, to me, just looks like two businessmen, albeit they're wearing like those hats that men wore in the 20s, like think Great Gatsby hats. But if you look at the door frame when the men are walking in, they are incredibly tall, almost hitting their heads on the top of the sliding door. But does being tall a weirdo make? No, not at all. 
If that were the case, then we could argue that all basketball players and all volleyball players are aliens or men in black. Um, the faces in the video are quite blurry, so I can't really tell if the faces are weird or not, but the men in the video really do look like they are on a mission for something. Now, whether that mission is to find Sovar and the security guard and, like, pummel them into never telling the story about their experience ever again, I don't know. Maybe they were just really anxious to get to their hotel room and they needed to check in. I have no idea. Unfortunately, most UFO and alien encounters come in the form of first-person accounts, and the encounters that people have with these mysterious men in black are no different. Do they exist? Are they a government agency? Some people believe that aliens are much more common than we'd like to believe, and that they live among us. If we only knew the truth, we would literally lose our minds. If aliens and UFOs do exist, it would make sense that there would be an organization out there somewhere who would want to suppress these rumors in order to prevent mass hysteria. That doesn't seem too crazy to me considering what we've been through this past year. Do you all remember the memes that came out in March of last year? It was like this picture of an entirely empty grocery store and the caption read, And you wonder why our government won't tell us if there's really extraterrestrial life out there. So I don't think it's too crazy that an agency out there is squashing UFO intel. Something seems a little off to me. I do think that if this organization is so adamant about squashing rumors, then how on earth would it have been possible that the franchise of movies, Men in Black, slipped through the cracks? You know it would have been on their radar. They probably would have been worried about it giving them away in some sense. So that doesn't really make sense to me if it ends up being a real organization. The only explanation that would make sense to me is that they knew that turning it into a movie would like sensationalize it and might help them in the sense of making it seem so silly and so out there that even Hollywood made a movie about it. Or are these men in black not even human. Is it possible that they are aliens themselves finding people who have evidence of their existence or are on the cusp of discovering the truth that they silence them before they can share their research? If there really is a UFO conspiracy, it's the worst kept secret in history. Roswell, Area 51, flashing lights, little green men, alien abductions. It's all been fed through the pop culture mill to the point of exhaustion. Even the supposed enforcers of the secret, the men in black, have their own movie franchise. But a new documentary, Mirage Men, unearths compelling evidence that UFO folklore was actually fabricated and invented by the U.S. government. So there's another theory. Rather than covering up the existence of aliens, could it be that the real conspiracy has been persuading us to believe in them? If there are aliens on Earth sharing the planet alongside us, they're certainly doing a great job of keeping us in the dark of whether they're real or fake. But I want to know what you guys think. Are aliens real or a hoax? Do the men in black exist? If so, do you think they're part of a secret government agency or a rogue group terrorizing people on their own volition? Or do you think they're aliens walking around in human skin suits? Ew. Let me know on the post I recently posted on the Instagram account at Mystery Still Unsolved. 
Thank you, Jen, for suggesting this case. I had a blast researching it for you all today. Um, You guys know that I love aliens. (laughs) So be sure to join me next week when together we'll discover, did someone ever place a useful tip? Has justice prevailed? Or is the mystery still unsolved?